News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Friday night of Breaking with Brett Jensen. 704-570-1110. As always is the telephone number. And guys, follow me on X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And if you've been following me on X, then you would know who my guests are tonight. It's going to be Del Falwell, the North Carolina Treasurer, as well as the North Carolina Superintendent, Catherine Truitt. And we're going to jump straight into it because I wanted to talk to Dale Falwell about the Ozempic drug. Dale Falwell made national news this week. He was on Fox and everywhere else talking about how North Carolina will not insure the drug Ozempic for people who don't have diabetes. In case you're unaware, Ozempic is this miracle weight loss drug that was actually created for people with diabetes. And one of the side effects was people started losing a lot of weight. And what Del Falwell did, along with 34 other states across the country, say, look, we will continue to provide coverage for people who take Ozempic as long as they have diabetes. If you're using it solely for a weight loss drug, we will not cover it. So I wanted to have Del Falwell on, the North Carolina treasurer, to talk about that and then also get an update on how his campaign is going for North Carolina governor. So first of all, Treasurer Falwell, I really do appreciate you joining me tonight. And second of all, what went into the thought process that said, look, we will not cover Ozempic as a drug for state employees for those who do not have diabetes? I'll be glad to tell you that, uh, you know, conservatism is not what you say. It's actually what you do. And this decision by the state health plan board is not uh, one that they desire to make. We don't question whether Ozempic uh, is effective as a weight loss drug. We're questioning what we're having to pay for it. The retail price of this one drug can be as much as $1,500, whereas the people in their home country only pay $250 in Denmark. And this uh, decision was based on the fact that the cost of this one drug could approach $170 million this year. And it's important for your listeners to know the context of what $170 million is. That's also equivalent to a 4% bonus, nearly 250,000 retirees. And the board was faced with a decision of the plan uh, being under siege financially, potentially having to double the premiums on teachers for the individual coverage or make the decision that they made. And that's how we got to where we are. We take obesity very seriously. This same board, before anybody was talking about this, Brett, was eliminated the cost of insulin for all state employees nearly five years ago. So. We take obesity and we take insulin adherence very seriously, but when one drug has the potential of bankrupting the plan, uh, that's the conclusion the board had to come to. I'm talking with North Carolina Treasurer Del Falwell, who recently just said last week that the state will not provide coverage for people who use Ozempic only as a weight loss drug, but it will still provide coverage to those who use it as a drug for diabetes. And I heard anchors on Fox News say this earlier this week. That in the long run, wouldn't it just balance out between covering Ozempic as a weight loss drug as opposed to covering health insurance and medical costs for those who have overweight issues that cause all health problems towards the end of their life? Wouldn't that just balance out in the end? When the folks from Novo Nordis, who is a great employer and taxpayer in North Carolina, came over the ocean to meet with me and other members of State Health Plan, and they talked about the potential savings associated with this drug, I said, well, I like math. I understand finance. Why don't you just finance these savings that you're so sure that we're going to receive at a half a percent for the next 20 years, and then we can do business. So they had no 
interest in backing up their claim about the future cost savings of this drug when I actually put it into mathematical terms. I bet that proposal caught quite a few people off guard. Well, in most meetings, I'm not the IQ person. I'm the ICANN person. And I think it's important that we have elected leaders who always advocate for the invisible, always do in Raleigh and in Washington what they promised people they would do across the state. But most importantly, have the vision to see what's happening, the humility to hear what is happening, and the courage, not the rage, but the courage to do what needs to be done. And what I've always brought to all of my public service life of saving lives, saving minds, and saving money is the ability not just to think inside and outside the box, but also use both sides of the box. And you have many listeners who may disagree on different types of topics. They may even disagree about how much government is is necessary. But there's one thing that every one of your listeners agrees on. Whatever level of government we end up with, we want it to work. And by asking questions like I just asked Nova Nordis, that's how I try to make government work on behalf of, in this case, those that teach, protect, and serve, and taxpayers like them. Talking with North Carolina Treasurer Del Falwell, who's also running for North Carolina governor, early voting started last week. How's the campaign going? I've been racing motorcycles 47 years. I've, I've never driven a top fuel dragster, which goes uh, 300 miles an hour in five seconds or less. But I feel like I'm strapped to a top fuel dragster right now. When you look at the endorsements coming in from former Governor Jim Martin, the State Employees Association, who have never endorsed a Republican in the history of their organization, two citizens' moms, grassroots government, North Carolina, stand for health care freedom, the News Observer, the Charlotte Observer, the Beaufort Observer, Craven County Taxpayers Association. The endorsements are coming in very quickly and as you've seen in Charlotte with your own eyes, uh, I'm winning every legitimate straw poll there is across the state. And the reason is is that people are understanding several things real quickly. One is this is not a decision you make in March, and then if you don't like your decision, you can reverse it in April. Number two, people are getting serious about their vote because they're tired of losing. Number three, they want someone that they could actually see as their governor who can actually govern and explain conservatism without offending people. Number four, someone they can actually hand the car keys to state government to for four years and come back and that car not be repossessed and in better working condition. And lastly, someone who can restore the Republican Party back to what it was when I joined it nearly 50 years ago, which was a party of conservatism, which means to save common sense, courtesy, which means answering your phones at state government, humility, admitting when you're wrong, and ethics what you do when no one's watching and when the powerful forces want you to look the other way. People are starving for that type of leadership, and that's what I'm offering because, simply put, I know who I am, I know who I love, and I know who I belong to on this earth and beyond. Pretty simple for me. I want to ask you a very blunt question. Yes. How do you beat Mark Robinson and Bill Graham between now and March 5th? I think Mark Robinson's beating himself. And how can you write in a book that women talk too much, should be in position of leadership, women who don't know their place in the homes with a man who doesn't know his? Ask rhetorically, if you beat the bird dog hell out of your wife at the mall, is that still considered domestic violence? Saying very negative things about any benefits that came out of the civil rights movement, denying the Holocaust. I think what's happening, and you can see this mathematically, because you know that you cannot manage what you can't measure. 
and mathematically the number of undecideds in this race is growing because people are actually looking at who Mark Robinson has been, who he is, and who he will be. And the reason that some of these groups have pulled their endorsement from him and given it to me is that in almost every single case, he's for something before he's against it or he's against something before he's for it because he's having to do what he's told and what the, his consultants are telling him to do. People are tired of counterfeit conservatives. And that's why in the last two presidential elections, I've received more votes than Donald Trump did twice and nearly 500,000 more votes than my opponents did against Josh Stein. That is the type of conservative leadership that people are thirsty for. North Carolina Treasurer and gubernatorial candidate Del Falwell, I really do appreciate you joining me tonight. Well, thank you for uh, for having me. And as I said earlier, uh, all people want is for someone to speak to them like adults and what they hear makes common sense. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that. So when we come back, North Carolina Superintendent Catherine Truitt. There are a lot of things being said about Catherine Truitt by her opponent, and I'm going to see what is actually true and what's not true. So Catherine Truitt, the North Carolina Superintendent, when we return, I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.